people in the street have incredible stories. This is Electric People Podcast. Welcome to Street Stories. Hey, what's up, everybody? We're here with Diogo Levisky out of Boston South. Diogo just hit franchise for the first time in his career. He's been with us for how long now? Uh, about a year. Yeah, about a year. Sweet. Did you have like six insults last year? Like the whole year? No, actually, <laughs> that was last quarter, but yeah. Last quarter. <laughs> you were last you're, you're struggling by Q4, six installs. How many did you do last year? Uh, it was like 30, 30, 32. Okay. So when did you start? So I started right in the end of 2021. That's when I started. Okay. Yeah. When when I started, I was doing part-time, both yeah. uh, solar part-time, because I had I thought I had the, the great job already. Yeah. But, if I had to look for something else outside the great job, then yeah, that wasn't the greatest job. But I was looking for something that I wanted to do that I could do on my own. It's actually working for a corporation, um, and uh, the solar opportunity came up. Was also at the time I was trying to do mm-hmm. wholesaling, while I was trying to do my other full time job, and the real estate market wasn't great. And then um, Adrian came up, mentioned about solar that he was starting solar and. Uh, and then I started doing part time, and then Adrian, Adrian Kadar. Kadar. Yeah. So hold on, and I'm sure we have a lot of people listening that are similar, where they're like half in, half out. They're tippy toeing their way into solar, trying to say, well, maybe I can keep doing my other job. I can keep bartending. I can keep doing the real estate thing. I can keep doing whatever, and I'll try and tack on the solar thing to make a little extra money. Is that kind of what you were doing? Yeah, that's definitely something I was. My goal was to get one or two installs per month and that would help some money but um one came uh, quarter three and i was already hitting five seven installs every quarter but then in quarter three i hit 13 installs working literally part-time and then i was like um i talked to my wife and she's like hey that doesn't make sense this quarter i made more money than i paid my whole my whole month my whole year my other job then i worked for 17 years I know I'm gonna have to really start a new career out of thing all over again, but this is definitely worth doing it. And um, you know, and I regret it not doing it from the beginning. Um, I I feel like it. I hold me back a year uh, from where I am right now. But you know, I cannot look back how was it. But then, and then a Q3 there was had those incentive. Uh, on Q4 I had this incentives for the for uh, going to Tahiti for the league trip. And the, it was like an LMI um, uh, for certain areas that you had to hit welcome calls. And then the December, I hit 31 welcome calls. <laughs> and December alone? December alone was like 31 God. welcome calls. So Christmas, weather out here, everything. You just, you were like, I'm going all in. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. And then, How many welcome calls did you do between Christmas and New Year's? Uh, that week I had uh, six and then the week after eight. I had I had a week the week one week before Christmas I had eight eight welcome calls and seven caps, um, and then people was like, "Are you working through Christmas?" It's crazy. Um, I did win the the trip to Tahiti that was amazing, and um, and I it was it's a blessing. This job has been a blessing, and um, you know now I, my goal was to eat franchise again and and then again again and <laughs> so hundred installs is my goal for the year and. Hopefully, you know. I want to hear about Taco Bell and KFC. Yeah. <laughs> so crazy. So hold on. Diogo, Diogo managed Taco Bells and KFCs for how long? So 
Um, How old are you now? Yeah, I'm 34 now, and uh, I started as a team member at KFC and Taco Bell. Um, a team but, member. A team member, yeah. Okay. Um, so I worked for until I, I grew up. So I went from team member, I went to shift supervisor, and then manager, um, and then all the way to district manager. And I was managing four Taco Bells and five KFCs at the time. And um, the last... And then I was here, but I wasn't just managing then. I was I wanted to be the best air coach in the area. So KFC has one thing that's called best of the best. And um, they have, they have, so basically they have 5,000 stores. And then the best 40 stores every year they take to, um, to you know, they have like a, you know, a, they take them to a trip and they take the manager. And um, basically our version of our league trip. Basically our version. So out of my five stores, in four years in a row, I hit two while my stores were going on the top 40 on the country for KFC Taco Bell. Um, what do you have to do? Like uh, sell a certain amount of chicken? Like what do you have, <laughs> yeah, what do, you have to do? Uh, yeah, sales is part of it, but you, you have a... Uh, you have to... uh, it's, I'm sure there's like operation efficiencies, like all the stuff you have to do, right? Yeah, exactly. So you have a food cost, you have a labor, you have a speed service that you have to heat it. You have a uh, customer service, you have a, uh, uh, you know, service that you're getting that you have to heat the numbers and you have to be outstanding. Um, it's, it, it seems like <laughs> fast food is pretty easy. You give you the food and, and you know, it is, but has a lot to it and at the same time you try to it's a job that you always need to hire and hire more people because the turnover is it's pretty high um but it you know it was it's a tough job now your wife worked at kfc as well right my wife did you that's, met her through kfc yeah that's a crazy well it wasn't exactly like that the colonel was hooking people up <laughs> yeah i mean I, I was working probably 70 80 hours a week even though when i went to work a salary because I always wanted to hit standards, and you know, in any job, if you if you want to hit to be, you know, recognized and want to be the best, you not you're gonna have to do more than what average is doing. And so, uh, my salary was 50 hours, but I was working 50, 70 hours a week. So, um, <laughs> Colonel was the Colonel had you grinding. <laughs> yeah. So I met my wife. So my wife came here for a summer. Um, Wait, hold on. Didn't you tell her? Wasn't your pickup line you were gonna you were gonna give her the recipe to the the secret seasonings? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 wasn't wasn't exactly those lines, but maybe I was like, yeah, I can maybe. Was it, was it a 12, 12 secret seasonings in the in the in the seasoning? Yeah. Was... So it's eleven. The twelve is me. <laughs> It's 11, and you were the... So that was the line, hey, do you know what the 12th ingredient is to the secret sauce? She's like, what? And you're like, me. <laughs> Something like that. Somewhere out those lines. That's, uh, but yeah, so actually I was renting... How I met her, I was renting uh, this house, and, um, you know, one of the rooms, her her friend came in, and then I'll rent one of the rooms, and that's how we actually met. But it was like, I was like, well, I actually managed this Hold place. on, that's like a dream scenario. Yeah. You just rent, so... <laughs> Slow down. You're in a room at a house. Uh -huh. So at this stage of your life, how old are you? Half. Uh, it's like 11 years ago. Yeah, so I was like 20. All right, so you're mid-20s. Mid-20s. You're just, you're a menace to society out there. Single Diogo, just, just balling out at KFC, you know, working at KFC as a team member. Well, you were managing at that point? I was a manager. You were managing. So you were big time. You were balling at that point. <laughs> 
Renting rent a room in a house. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, something like that. And all of a sudden, smoking hot girl rents another room in the house. Like, what are the odds of that? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what we were looking for anyway. <laughs> uh, were, were you, was it your house? Did you own the house? Yeah. Oh, was no, it? no, I, I was actually, I was renting this house with my buddy. And, uh, but we had extra zooms that we would rent for J1. Oh, so you like sublet the rooms. For J1 students down in the, in the, in the, in the, in the summer. So he has had a whole scheme. Yeah, exactly. That's all. Scheme. So, <laughs> so we could live for free, basically. <laughs> it's all coming together. So you guys came up with this harebrained idea. We're going to, here's the idea. We're going to do this J1 rental. We're going to get foreigners to come rent these rooms that'll actually pay for our rent as well. And we're only screening hot chicks. Was that basically, did I sum it up? That was exactly how it worked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then she rents the room with some friends, right? Yeah. Or a friend or whatever. And then what? And at that time I actually had a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> a girlfriend? No, I had not. And she was, she was on, she obviously didn't know about the plan. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, obviously not. But um, yeah, I had a girlfriend, but it didn't work out over time. And then, you know, I already knew Anna and then that's kind of how we started then after all right so then you're talking your wife's name is wana yeah and you're talking to wana at the at the house is there like a common area at the house or like what was the how did you, you guys just shooting the breeze one day so that's crazy so wana actually moved out of the house because it was very hot very far from 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 her um her where she her work she was working yeah. in the town and obviously when a j1 student you don't have a car you're using you're going to bikes around things and um, she moved out. She only stayed with us on that house for like a month, and but we we still maintain contact because at that time she was working a she was working two different jobs, two jobs, but she was working part time at KFC. So we maintain contact. I see. So you kept you kept the plate spinning. Yeah, so Got it. HR didn't know anything about it. Though. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, um, all right. So you meet her, and at what point did you offer her the job at KFC? Um, that was kind of right in the beginning. Uh, once we, I met her there and, uh, she had, cause he, obviously when you're J1 students, you want to come here and work as many hours. This, these kids are working 80, 90 hours and they want to save money so they can go back to their country when they're going to go to study. And where's she from? She, my Ron is from Romania. Romania. Yeah. All right. So I want to fast forward a little bit to this quarter you just had. You just hit franchise in Q1. What, at what point did the franchise quarter start? Like at what point of Q4 or even Q3 do you feel like it accumulated into the franchise quarter? Um, so this, my December obviously was a crazy month, so I did really well. But when I was coming into, into the quarter, our, our, I only have like 12, 13 stalls that was lined up already. Um, but uh, I wasn't planning each franchise. My goal was to eat, you know, not wasn't a goal, but... Like I thought I was gonna probably I'll probably end up with fifteen, maybe twenty if I get lucky. But things start starting to line up really well. Um the the uh, the parents start coming faster. Um the team, you know, there was a couple things that line up really well and then um that was uh, the week that I was in, in in Tahiti, I actually hit uh six installs that week in Tahiti while I was at the beach, so it was crazy. And then um yeah, so by the time by the end of the quarter, we're getting close to the quarter. It was like 23. I'm afraid if I'm going to hit franchise or not. I had two installs that was schedule, but you never know if it's going to hit or not. So we worked 
I work with Felipe. He helped me out. We we got one more schedule. So I ended up in the eighty twenty seven after all. But uh, it, at the point was like, I think like in the middle of the quarter, it was like, hey, I should actually make it. Mm-hmm. To... So you really started putting in the effort. End of November, December, like you went all in because you were trying to hit the Tahiti trip. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, your end of December, you have twelve to thirteen installs that you can already see on the calendar, kind of lined up. And then you're saying by the end of January is when you really decided, like, I'm going to go for this thing. I think I have enough to in the pipeline. I think if I can get a couple more, squeeze in a couple more at the end of the quarter. So is that kind of when it, like, the the wheels really started turning that you could hit, that, you know, it was a possibility? So, well, yeah, that and when I hit the, when I finished the quarter, quarter four, I had 47 welcome calls. It was like, so in the beginning, when I started the quarter, okay, so how can I do it again? I have to hit. Now my standards are 30, 40 plus welcome calls for the quarter. So I have to be hitting three welcome calls, three and a half welcome calls. And I know exactly my numbers, what they are. I need 1.9 welcome call, 2.2. At the time, my, my numbers wasn't that good because it was the first quarter that I started doing a lot of welcome calls. It was like 2.4 welcome calls to get installed. Now I'm at 2.1. And my goal is to be at 1.7, 1.8 welcome call to getting installed. Mm-hmm. So I know really well my numbers, and I know I know I probably know the numbers better than half of the people in our office uh, on each person that that's in there because I'm watching like 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 a eagle, I'm watching what people are doing, what you're learning, and I try to learn from all the people. Obviously, there's you know you learn from people that doing obviously better, but they're super successful. And, you know, my numbers are something that was really important to me. So my goal is like, hey, no matter what I'm going to end up on quarter one, I need to hit what the standard was for the my quarter four. It was crazy. So I just finished this quarter. I hit, I was actually two welcome calls below that I didn't on Q4. But then now I got to make it up on, on Q2 to hit 50 welcome calls and, or more. And you're trying to go for franchise again in Q2. Yeah. My, that's, that's the goal. One, uh, 2.1, you said right now. 2.1 welcome calls per install, yeah. basically. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so cool that you have done the math to figure out exactly what you need because it really takes the emotion out of the job, right? You just know I got to go put in enough time every week to get my 2.1 welcome calls per week. And also, how does that affect you emotionally when a customer cancels? Um, so nowadays, like, I have cu- customers canceling every week, and it doesn't it doesn't affect me at all. I mean, actually, it's, it's like it's part of the game. It's just, yeah, because you know that you need two point one per walk per install. Like, I need two point one. So you're planning on half your homes canceling, basically. Yeah. So then, when they cancel, you're just like, eh, whatever. It is yeah. what it is. Yeah, I mean, I try to follow up, and I'll, I'll be nice to them, and, and then you know, um, I never burn the the turf, and I try to reach my all back to them, and every three months, you know, but uh, it doesn't bother me because I know I have to go get a certain amount, and people's people start attached to that one account that they're gonna make twenty grand, but you never made that twenty grand, so it's it's, not, it's never been yours, so. I've heard you speak a couple times, and I've seen you get a little bit emotional talking about the sacrifice required to hit franchise. Can you just kind of share with with everyone the changes you had to sort of accept in your life in order to hit franchise, maybe personally with your schedule, with your family, like all that kind of stuff? Like, because it, it didn't just like happen, like you had to make some conscious decisions, like I'm going to have to trade some of this time in order to hit this franchise. But why was that so important to you? How is your wife wanna on board with it? Like how like just walk us through some of that sacrifice that you've made. 
Yeah, so to not just his franchise, but I knew it when if I wanted to make it and do well with this job, Oana and knew that I would have to go all in. And because I at that point I have a comfortable job, you know, everybody knew me at KFC. I'm hitting this, this huge goals there. I'm a district manager, I'm managing 250 people, but you know, but the return. I'm not making them, you know, a, 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 you know, a sun run, I see the opportunity, I can make it, okay, my goal is to retire by 50 years old, you know, no matter if I was, a, if I was still at a KFC, but when, and, but when I come to sun run, but hey, now I have, I can have to retire, but I can't retire at 50 years old or, or, but it's a much, much higher level of lifestyle or, you know, I can, we can make these things happen so much faster. And I know, I know I can, you know, have, I know I can do this. So, so she, she was like, yeah, okay, it's, it's fine. Just go do it, do it where you can. I'm going to take care of the kids. So at this point, when I need to really push, you know, um, I expend a couple hours during the morning after I, I do one hour work, uh, account work in the morning. And then I spend a couple hours with the kids to have breakfast, whatever. It's really, uh, then, and then, you know, that my day started and I'm really pushing do all I have to do, and then I'll. If I don't have appointments later, those many days that I couldn't see my kids at night, because you know I was really trying to you know push, and I had a appointments later. Um, so then what happened? What, what it does is the days after I go, if I see my kids, we, we put them to sleep, whatever. Then I come back again and I do another two to two hours account work after that, and um, that what you know. Whenever I was looking, my house, a lot of people were asking, oh, how are your account is progressing and all that. I was like, hey, if a CX Pro have to come and ask me, oh, this person is ready to install, you know, I'm not doing my job correctly. I have to be telling them, hey, can you give me dates so I can schedule this install? Yeah, you should be on top of it. Like, you should know your accounts way better than anyone else. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's... Uh, I want to hear... Let's end with this. Diogo, you've been awesome, dude, by the way. So uh, it's been so cool watching just your career arc where you started slow... Then it's like you had this light bulb moment in Q3 last year and then it just clicked for you and you went off. I love this story the day before you left to Tahiti on the league trip. So you're, you are you win the trip, you're pumped, your wife's pumped, and uh, the day starts and your wife is like, hey, can you be home at this time to help pack? We got to get ready for the flight. Like, And you're like, yeah, 100%. Well, what went wrong? Yeah, so <laughs> that day was uh, so... The day before, again, I didn't pack anything until the day before because I was super busy. I was like, I need to put front work before we go to Tahiti. And that week at Ta before, it was like three days in, into the week. I think I ended up with five welcome calls that week. But uh, on that on that 6 o'clock, I go to meet with this guy. It was around 6.30. And then, um, you know, explaining all that. And he goes like, this is already on the end, and, you know, the welcome call. He goes like, well... I have a, a friend of mine, he's interested, I'm pretty sure he's interested in solar too, he just bought his house, and um, I'm going to get him over here. I was like, okay, so he gets over here, and then at this point, I was like, it's already 7.30, my wife is already home with two kids, and we need to pack to go to Tahiti the next day, and, you know, it's on the, you have to, like, take your kids somewhere, like, was there, what, like, your wife was definitely planning on you being home by, what, 7? Yeah, by 6, 7 o'clock, yeah, and then, uh, um... Then I was like, I had to call to give her a call, let her know, hey, unfortunately, I'm, unfortunately not. I have a, this guy, the guy here, and then um, 
we're gonna try. I'm I'm gonna have to see, you know we do do a welcome call with him too. So I might come home, you know, just another half hour later or whatever. By the time I finished, it was almost, I got home it was almost eleven o'clock at night. <laughs> <laughs> but I end up closing both cells and uh, yeah, um, and then we stay. I stay up like until the two in the morning. But she already had done everything, and um, I thought she would be super upset, and whatever. But she was super understandable. So one has been, you know, huge, huge. It's like you want if you want to do something and you want to do and you need a partner you need a partner that will stand up for you it will stay there and will understand you and but you need to be proving what you're doing you know you're not just out there pop potting you were really doing it and really trying and she's been amazing she's a huge huge uh part of my success it's you know it's it's hers she really trusts your motives and that you're really working for the family i think that's where sometimes the relationships can go sideways is the the partner that's working sells their partner on the dream of the hard work and the money and everything else, but then they're not actually putting in the work and they're not actually putting in the time. And so the partner that feels like they're making the sacrifice of, of not seeing their spouse, whatever, they're like, well, what are we doing if you're, you're putting all these hours, but you're actually not working effectively? Exactly. Yeah. Um, also, what helped a lot, Oana, was uh, she actually worked for Sunrun for a short period of time. Um, and, but when we had the second kid, she was like, oh, we couldn't do it. This guy has to be one of us. And then, uh, but she did pretty good. She did, She got 10 more costs to her go by. Oana's <laughs> a saint. She's a saint. I was so happy and fortunate to spend some time with both of you guys when we were in Tahiti. And, and she's a, a ray of sunshine. So you're a lucky man. Yeah. Well, Diogo, dude, I'm proud of you, man. It's been a whirlwind for you, and it's been so cool to have you be part of our team. Can't wait to see what you do next, man. Thank you very much, Adam. If you're listening to this and interested in joining our teams, DM us on Instagram at RunTheLeague. What are you waiting for? Run the league, shoot us a DM, and let's get going. That was a good one.